Hi everyone, my name is Vanessa Valiuco and welcome to Personal Pans. Conversations about belief, transformation, and all the weird things that we experience. Tonight's guest is Stephanie Quick, the esoteric writer behind Ghost Dog is a Mystery Box, where she writes about everything from synchronicity to sex magic. Um, Steph is also incredibly stylish, and so we ended up talking about a few things that I care a lot about. Um, one, uh, crafting a magical personality. Um, two, ritual adornment. Uh, three, I also described um, how starting my chainmail business was um, accidentally magical working. <laughs> and then um, we talked about all the ways that you can incorporate magic into your clothing. Um, Steph also showed off several of her garments and um, it was really cool to see all the, the stitch work and all of those. Uh, this was a really delightful conversation and I hope you enjoy it as well. But like you're talking about, um, I, if I had to hit on two, two human things, it's like getting out there, walking around wherever the heck you are, and then also um, making things with your hands, manipulating the environment, I think are two yeah. uh, of the biggest aspects of being human. And um, like you, I've sewn, let's see, since I'm, I'm almost 60 and I started sewing when I was 14 and I sew my, most of my own clothes. So Amazing. People sometimes they say, wow, you're so good. It's like, well, it's been like over like 40 years or something. So I, hope yeah, I, I better be good at this point. <laughs> if I wasn't, man, I don't know what to say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, like you're saying, because uh, I was, it's weird because we talked about discussing like uh, crafts and yes. uh, the spiritual esoteric life. Yes. And it was funny because I um, usually I'm the type of person like I will have like a 22, like a 22 page Google document with like diagrams, links and <laughs> pictures and everything preparing for any appearance. Yeah, of course. And I was just like completely my head was blank. The only thing I could think of was um, uh Dion Fortune's uh, books, The Sea Priestess and Moon Magic. Mm -hmm. And then uh, last night when I realized that this is going to be a video chat, I'm like, oh, I can haul out a bunch of my clothes exactly. <laughs> people to illustrate some of these things. But yeah. when you were talking about being embodied, let's see if I can find something here. Um, one of the things that I, uh, so I have, um, I'm like kind of one of the, the classic like uh, psychic, empath get a lot of sensations and impressions hi oliver yeah and once it gratuitous oliver there hi baby perfect <laughs> pets are always encouraged on the podcast <laughs> it's pretty funny um but you know i'm like super it's like super sensitive like psychically but then just for many people it's also translates it to be super sensitive just physically yes right um, so i'm trying to find this one i put out here which I can't find right now. But um, so this is one of the reasons why I enjoy making my own clothes. Mm -hmm. Because um, a lot of clothes that you see will have very, um, the insides will be very irritating. Like a lot of people like to, uh, let's say, cut the tags off. Yes, exactly. Because it'll get you right here. Yeah, and it's right irritating. There. Yes. Yeah. Or they will use, uh, this is going to sound very princess in the bee, they'll use threads. That can be kind of scratchy and irritating like um oh yeah let's see well okay, especially gonna... like any mm -hmm. surged seam 
it's Except going to exactly have, yeah, exactly. It's going to have that thread over that seam allowance. And again, it's, especially now too, like here, here's my little rant also. Okay. I'm uh, going over to the closet, but I can hear you. Okay, perfect. So I'm going to do a quick little rant about fast fashion because oh, yeah. so much of what is produced right now is just like, like again, capitalism is especially where we're at in like late stage capitalism is about the production of waste. And so, so much of this stuff, again, it's made of polyester. It's just plastic. The threads are plastic, you know? And again, I don't have a problem with polyester. I make a, a lot of uh, uh, yarn products out of some sort of, um, you know, nylon blend, but like it, it's, it's, it's stuff that is produced to be trash. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. so they don't care about the seams. They don't care about the thread. Like you're, they don't they, care about the fit. They don't care about anything. They don't care. They about care anything. how it looks on a hanger. So you'll buy it. That's what that, they care about. That's exactly that. And even then, there was some insane video I saw about this uh, dump in Argentina. Yeah. That, that it's it's tons, like like thousands of tons of garbage clothes that have just been dumped in this desert. It, it, they don't even care at this point. It's just, it's just essentially the production of waste, right? And so that too, it's like when you're, yeah, I'm, I'm actually wearing a shirt that I made, right? And it's like, so can, I. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can be mindful of the thread that you use and even the stitching that you use, you know, and like what you're doing to make sure that it fits right and it sits nicely and it, it hugs yep. your body in the way that you want it to, or exactly yep. the way you want it to. Mm -hmm. like, Again, I'm nearly six feet tall. I have broad shoulders. Nothing fits me. <laughs> that's, the th that's another thing with me is that um, because I sew and because I have a, a, a particular presentation, yeah, I get a lot of people saying, oh, you know, you, you have such a great figure and clothes look so good on you. It must be great to go shopping. No, 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 no. I'm five, six, but I also have these honking shoulders and I... Um, I literally, from the time I was small, will be like anything manufactured, unless it's like super oversized, I'll rip the, rip the shoulders out. Yeah. Um, actually, I have a, a jacket that I'm still holding on to because I, sentimental reasons, but you can see where it's just like literally like, you know. <laughs> of course, um, of course. But yeah. anyway, so I wanted to show let's see i have this here this yes. is actually a purchase a purchased garment um <laughs> but it's from a, a smaller place down in texas and it, okay. they um they have a lot more control over they make small batches yes. um they have a lot more control over the garments so it has these third seams Ooh. but you can see here um the tension is a lot better. I don't yes. know how well it's coming across. And they've used a nicer quality thread. Yes. And so it's not irritating. Now I have had this garment for over a year and I've been wearing, I mean, I wear, I probably worn it a couple of times a week that whole time. Of so you can see that it's still in, in decent shape and it's yes. not getting like super ratty or pilled up there. Yes. So it shows that there is a quality to it. And it's this nice linen, which is really comfortable yeah. and um, has this fun design on it. There's a lot of fabric to it. Yes. Um, it was, luckily it was on, it's a place called Heart's Desire by Mary Grace in Texas. And they're a little more expensive, but um, I find that, and this is something we're talking about. Um, when it comes to clothing, uh, food can be very similar, uh, music, 
these are things where you can find out, let's say from the esoteric angle, your own personal um, expression in the material plane, how that is, right? Uh, so much of like uh, spiritual life, like in Buddhism, like Catholicism, a lot of these things are about renunciation, which it can be important at the same time, um, if you really want to be living here in the manifest world, what you want is equally important. What you like, it can be a way, how do I say? Yeah. Renunciation is great, but at a certain point you have to say yes or else you're not really here. I, I, I love the fact, I love the fact that you just said that because I feel like this is something I rant about with my friends mm -hmm. all the time because mm -hmm. Okay, if you want to accept that you are a spiritual and a material being, right? This, mm -hmm. I, the, the, I, I feel like that so many different belief systems have what is essentially that, that idea of the mortification of the flesh, yeah. right? And, and I think that is so toxic and it's so anti life. And I think it really informs a lot of the anti life political practices. Because if you believe that inherently your body, that there is something wrong with it, that it is sinful. Yeah. And even if it is not like, you know, if you don't believe in original sin, but you do believe that it is a source of like worldly suffering and disappointments, like to me, temptation. that is temptation. Exactly. <laughs> like that is so sad, right? Because we to like, like even cults will say, you know, they're, they're like the Rampa school of enlightenment is all about like the idea of like, we're addicted to emotions and that's how we get trapped in this reincarnation cycle. And it's like, but being human is so beautiful, right? There is something again, even just talking about the clothes that you're wearing, like that sensual practice of yeah. wearing something that you feel good about that feels good. I am constantly like, so much of the of what informs my choices in terms of the fabric that I use mm -hmm. and the or the yarn that I use when I'm knitting something, does this feel good in my hands? Will this feel good on my body? Right. I am absolutely like a hedonist when it comes to that, right? Or essentially and it, and it and it it's a way to get out of that um cycle of consumption because you're actually satisfied. Yes. Right? Like like I can wear that dress. Yes twice a week for a year and I still want to wear it because I actually it yes. it satisfies me exactly. and it, uh, it's a very similar relationship with like food or music or books or walking whatever it is that you're doing mm -hmm. um but if you it's a way to kind of break out of that mindless consumption cycle it, it, exactly that and 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 I think you bring up this good point because it's like when you are are wearing something eating something experiencing something even when you're having like a real conversation with somebody you know you can just feel that tingle where you're like this is important this is real and it helps reset your barometer because so much of life is you know you start out at school they sit you in a desk it's like okay sit down and shut up and pay attention to this thing you don't want to do any of those fucking things and you're being forced to and trained to and yeah. so, so much of life is about like, again, disconnecting, alienating you from what is really human or what is really yours. And so mm -hmm. uh, like, again, having real conversations, eating food that is really satisfying, like all of those help reset your barometer. Because again, I don't think that there's anything inherently evil in the human experience. I think evil comes from being alienated from who you really are and what you really want. Because all you have to do is look at kids, right? Like, they cry because they have needs that aren't being met. 
yeah. it, it's pretty it's pretty easy right so if you see adults acting a fool it's like okay you have some major needs that are not being met you know and and to me it's so beautiful to just like I, again i i have I, I've, I've talked about this before i have some major issues with my mother but one good thing that she taught me when i was growing up was get the thing that you actually want like do the thing that you actually want don't get a substitute right because mm -hmm. if you get like say you have a taste for something Mm -hmm. and you go to the store and they don't have it mm -hmm. don't just don't buy anything because you whatever you eat it's still not going to be the thing that you want you're still going to keep thinking about the thing that you want <laughs> no that no it's really true and it's a attentional practice too because or like mindfulness because yes like you say we're so trained and i mean that's just part of human existence ever since the beginning i mean like squirrels are squirrels running around just doing exactly what they want all the time no they have to do certain things <laughs> to prepare for winter exactly yeah it's the same with us i mean there's times there's things that you have to do that you don't want to do yeah for future goals um yes. but it's important to know yourself yes. and i think for a lot of people uh well, for me, I was probably about 20 years ago, you know, I'd always enjoyed clothing and style and sewing my own um, clothing, but I always was, uh, you know, I had physical problems that would prevent me from sewing, I wouldn't have a big budget, yeah. um, I wouldn't have time, things like that, so, <clears throat> excuse me, so I always felt like it was kind of, I enjoyed it, but it was kind of like, it, I'd never taken it to the next level, <laughs> sure. so I, I started a style blog, yeah. And sewing blog. And um, I was already over 40, which was kind of controversial at the time. Um, and uh, it thought, you know, I'm just going to see what I can do to kind of create a wardrobe that like I really like, yes. you know, that really works for me. And uh, it was a very interest interesting journey um, to uh, go through that and find, okay, what what do I think I want? What do I actually want? Um, you know, and I have all these uh, physical considerations that I was taking into account. It was interesting. There's a, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but there's a post I wrote um, talking about, oh, just a personal style and how much of it is, um, you know, you think about choosing things or having certain things, but a lot of it has to do with like not choosing other things that you don't want. Like if you think about Audrey Hepburn uh, versus um, Catherine Hepburn, they both have incredibly distinct, fantastic styles and their body types are not that dissimilar. Okay. But trying to think about putting one of them in the other's clothes. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you see that there is this big difference. And it's, they were just kind of like, it's like you choose your lane and you stay in it and you, you and they both had very consistent style over, over their lifetimes. Yes. Um, so, and it's interesting. I went on a riff on that one post because a lot of um, the style choices that I make have to do with um, limitations, right? I wear dresses because I've had all these problems with my legs, right? It's the mm -hmm. same reason Frida Kahlo did, right? Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like one thing to have in common with her painting. <laughs> Exciting lovers, no, none of this. I just have the leg job. <laughs> I have a cute little dog. There you go. <laughs> I just have a mustache that I gotta plants. deal with. <laughs> 
but I don't have to deal with a philandering husband, so I guess that's good. Hey, you're right. There you go. <laughs> I have some good earrings too. But um, anyway, so, uh, and then I wear a lot of hats and that's because when I was 20, I got in this bad car accident. I got uh, my, I was in a VW bug and this yes. kid turned right in front of me. I was headed to my photomat job and my, I hit the steering wheel and busted oh. like right here. So I busted my nose and I ended up, my, my whole forehead opened up. I was like drenched in blood. Oh, I have gosh. a scar that goes from here down to oh, here. It's almost God. five inches long. Yeah. So it took a long time to recuperate from, from of that. Of course. Um, luckily I never even lost consciousness. So I didn't have that. Actually it was during the height. It was when AIDS was in the blood supply too. And luckily I, they just said, well, she's young, so we won't give her a blood transfusion. So I was very lucky. Of course. Um, Yes. But it gave me a lot of insight into it. Like people are just like awful and horrified. Hopefully people are better nowadays because, you know, I was my, you know, I had this huge long stitches and everything. Yes. Um, so it gave me a lot, I don't know, it didn't give me, it was, it's very different to think about that versus having people just like sh- have shock and horror and disgust just looking at you. Yes. So it kind of busted me out of that kind of uh, uh, normalcy privilege. Yes, <laughs> as right. it were. Exactly. Yes. Um, uh, but then also I had to, to get it to heal up properly I had to wear a lot of hats and I discovered I liked hats and I discovered you know since I yeah. have very sensitive skin oh, not nice. getting uh, sun on them was like Great. a big improvement of course yes. um, so this become like a trademark for me but it's because of this creepy yes. thing that happened yeah um and that you know I wear a lot of uh natural fibers mm-hmm. and that type of thing but it's because I can't take the other ones because I get a lot of shocks oh, also yes. if I wear a lot of polyester or something I start like sweating and- of course <laughs> yes <laughs> but then you end up kind of crafting this out of all this you end up kind of crafting this persona which brings me back to uh fortune and the sea yes. priestess and moon magic because mm-hmm. we're talking a lot of this about how you see yourself and mm-hmm. your own relationship to your own body yes but clothing and the physical presentation of your own personal self is highly, uh, it's always its always been a thing in humanity as far back as we can see. Yes. And it has to do with uh, who you are in society and how you want others to see you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very much a, a consensus social thing, but also uh, Fortune talks about uh, in the Sea Priestess and in Moon Magic, um, Vivian Le Fay, or Lilith, uh, talks about how uh, she's kind of this interesting character who's like supposedly over a hundred years old and always finding these like a hot younger guys to get involved with for her magical practices. <laughs> Somehow. Perfect goals. <laughs> <laughs> really. And uh, she talks very much about um, using color, scent, light. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the physical space around you, your garments, movement, all as ways yes. to create a certain uh, atmosphere. Now, ritual magicians uh, think about this a lot when you're trying to invoke a deity, right? But she talks about creating the magical personality, which is when you want to uh, 
well, it's kind of like fake it till you make it type of thing, yeah. like in the business world, right? Yes. Um, you present yourself in a certain way. People start to see you that way, which helps empower you to become that person. Yes, exactly. So she talks about it in a magic, uh, magical way mm-hmm. as a way of kind of like evolving yourself. And it's not something you can kind of do it on your own. Yeah. But really for it to get like the, the big bang, <laughs> You need to do it with another person who buys into that version of you. It's yeah. like if you're um, like if you have a drug problem and you want to uh, get clean, one of the things that's always recommended is that you cut ties with the people that you did drugs with because yes. they're all always going to see you that way. Yes. Um, if you go to a new social circle and people who see you that way as you know someone who wants to be sober, yes, um, they'll help feed that magical personality that you're trying to cultivate as the sober you mm-hmm. um, and it's the same thing with uh professional things like if you've been working at a one business for a long time you have all the skills you have the capabilities you have everything it takes to move up in the company but everyone sees you yes. as this this person at this one you know yes cubicle or whatever yeah so if you go to a new company then you start to see and take on a bigger position people see you that way so they're going to feed that part of your personality and um for anyone this is really excuse me something that can be leveraged very effectively in your day-to-day life Mm -hmm. and um i think i think it needs to come out of the temple (laughs) into day-to-day life Yes, yes, 100%. Again, it's so funny because I consider myself a chaos magician now. And looking back at my life, I think about all the things that I did that were chaos magic that I didn't even realize at the time. Oh, uh-huh. when I started my chainmail business, I basically did that. So I, I decided when I was 25 that because I'd known I, I've been making jewelry since I was eight and I knew that that's the only thing that I wanted to do, right? Mm-hmm. So I decided that that's what I wanted to do. And I ended up working for a couple of jewelry designers and I learned from them the business side of it. Yeah. And then I also learned from them like, okay, I, you know, my degrees in sociology, I don't have an art degree. I don't have art connections, but what can I do in order to create the persona of Kali Butterfly, right? This is, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. even that is a fucking magical name, right? Because I'm oh, yeah, the Hindu goddess of death. And uh-huh. then Vanessa, which is a genus name for butterflies. And it's like, oh, oh I didn't Kali know that. Butterfly. That's wonderful. Yes. That's great. <laughs> so that's me, you know? Uh-huh. And, and so then like, ha- so again, my business had a magical name and then mm-hmm. I, it was all about positioning and leverage. So I mm-hmm. knew I'm like, okay, I started out with the Society of North American Goldsmiths. They do a, a yearly uh, um, uh, exhibition as part of their, uh, their conference. The mm-hmm. exhibition that they were doing was at the Museum of Fine Arts Houston. So immediately I can have a line item on my CV that says I, I exhibited at a museum. So everybody mm-hmm. takes me more seriously then. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that was one of my first shows. It didn't matter it was through snag or not it was at yep. the museum right and so then because of that anytime that I applied to get into another um, exhibition they look at my cv oh she's legit let's put her in right and so then I'm like padding out my cv mm-hmm. then also 
because I was working for two jewelry designers who also did tutorials, I knew mm-hmm. like, A, I have to get a book of, of jewelry tutorials. Yeah. And it, before that, you just publish stuff in magazines. And like mm-hmm. uh, the tip for anybody out there, all these magazines are hungry for projects. Like, again, you once you peek behind the curtain, you're like, oh, it's all smoke and mirrors. I know yeah. how to work with this. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to have an idea, but it's not like there's this cutthroat competition. Like, they're looking for stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a, a skill, you're going to get published. And then mm-hmm. as soon as you get published, people see your name in print and they suddenly mm-hmm. think that you're an expert. And yeah. even that too, like there were a couple comp- there were several competitions that I wanted to get into and place and ideally win, but at least place. So again, that goes on the CV. Yep. I am an award-winning jewelry designer. And it's just mm-hmm. like all these pieces and it's positioning and leverage. Because once you can leverage into this new position, then you leverage into the next one. And it, mm-hmm. again, it's this like that magical creation of all right, I'm creating this persona. I'm creating an image. You can do it with yourself. You can do it with your business. You can do it with anything. You just have to have that mindset of creation and like, again, image building and getting people on board. It becomes an egregore essentially, right? Because you've got all these people pouring energy into a thing and believing a thing. Like, of course it's going to be powerful. It's like all these people's good thoughts that are just like coalescing. I really like your talking about this as an egregore too, because um, that's become like a super popular term mm-hmm. recently. I actually did a video on this and I think it gets used like a little loosely and imprecisely, but here, I think it's very good. You have, you have the, the name, you have the, the physical objects and your, your physical business that are part of this egregore. And then you are uh, putting a uh, very precise, very uh, well-considered uh images and ideas out there for people to get excited about and feed into it. Yes. And, and I think you bring up a good point too, that idea of making objects. Cause to me, crafting is a ritual process. Again, mm-hmm. didn't think about it my entire life as I was making things, but now I really think about that. I'm like, oh yeah, that's what this is. It's a magical act. It's a ritual act. Again, every piece of jewelry I was making, everything that I was doing was feeding this idea of having a business that could pay all my bills, right? Yep. And I did that for many, many years. And it was from that, like, okay, every time I am putting energy into this, every, t- every piece is a ritual. It is, it is affirming this idea that I want to continue forward of me as jewelry designer, right? I mean, people still call me Kali and I'm like, sure, that's fine. (laughs) It's kind of like, it's a semi-magical name for me. I'm like, sure, I'll take it. It's fine. She's my dog. It's great. You know? Yeah. But it's just that, again, I, I very much look at like, okay, what are the, the fundamentals of ritual process and magical process? Because I think it's, it's, people can get intimidated at this idea of, you know, it's ceremonial magic or it's magic within a particular system. And I think there's an everyday magic that people have, a lot. again, talking about alienation, people have lost touch with. And I think that is an important process of just the human experience of like, you're doing these, you're doing little spells, whether you realize it or not, in a lot of these things. The thing is that uh, magic, you're creating, let's see, what's his, uh, what's his ass? Crowley's. <laughs> It's not an insult. I call Oliver what's your butt all the time. (laughs) (laughs) By uh, creating uh, changes in reality in accordance with will. 
Yes. When you make a salad, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Right? Yes, exactly. 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 When you create a garment, if you start looking at how you interact with the material world from this angle, um, I don't know if I put it here or not. That's another thing with the uh, Dion Fortune. She had wrote a book called the uh, the what the heck? Oh, here it is. Mm. The esoteric philosophy of love and marriage. Oh I love that God. image. Yes. Now she, she has a lot of weird ideas that were very much embedded in the time of um, uh, sexual ethics and yes. worries and what you should and shouldn't do. Yeah. Um, in her defense, a woman coming out for free love in that day and age would have been. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there have been massive social consequences. So I think a lot of, especially the women writing in that in these uh, previous times, mm -hmm. had to figure out how can I um, navigate current society as well as being, you know, enculturated yes. like as we are. I mean, I'm sure hundred years from now, people will be looking at like, what the hell are these people thinking? Oh, literally, at yeah. us. <laughs> I think about that all the time. <laughs> yeah, but also. Uh, you know, there were real, uh, very severe social consequences for women who did not uh, toe the line as far mm -hmm. as uh, sexual morality in that day and age. So I would yes. say give them a little bit of, of uh, leeway. Right. And there's never going to be anyone, I haven't found yet, that you can completely uh, be on board with in anything. So you have to read all these type of texts, you know, critically. Yes. But she talks about um, the, basically like the seven... Uh, levels of reality and how you have you know like the the, uh, the ground of being and then you have these levels of thought and then down to emotion and like the, the etheric which would be like uh oh, what did they say the old-timey uh, mediums they were ectoplasm that type of yes, thing yes. various levels of reality but if you think about you know any type of project that you're wanting even if you want to like go say go see a concert right you get the idea how you find out about it you get the idea then you start to take physical actions mm -hmm. um and then let's say you uh buy something you buy a ticket online that is um you know it's electrical it's digital it goes through the wires and the infrastructure of the the, the uh, internet it has to do with like consensus social reality about money yes. um then you end up getting in your car or a public transport which is very physical and going to meet up with these people at the concert right yeah so you can see it starts as like a an idea and then falls down to these planets because it's a concrete uh consensus experience yes. and this is how a ton of stuff happens you know like i said like you know, making a salad, um, yes. you know, cleaning your room, you're creating order from chaos, possibly. Yes, exactly. I don't know how, that hasn't happened a lot in five years. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you start thinking about what you're doing yeah. in these type of ways, you can start to leverage your intention, your will, um, your effectiveness, and uh, move forward that way so that you're not just, okay, um, I'm gonna, uh, you know, on Saturdays go in my uh, temple or to my altar and then I'm doing magic there. You can start to have it kind of expand out into your life and be hopefully become more effective or yes. um, intentional about what you're doing. Uh, it can 
be a little bit distracted. Like if you're super unhappy with a lot of things in your life, it's going to throw a lot of that into uh, relief. So it can be kind of a bit much. Yes. On the other hand, it can help you to move forward with what you want to do. Um, And another thing, when it comes to, because we're talking a lot about like clothing, jewelry, Mm -hmm. things that have to do with the body. Yes. It can be difficult if you have, you know, like trauma, um, things like that. You know, I had to, with this, even though I really was motivated, I really like clothes. I enjoy the process of creating them, all that type of stuff. Um, You know, I, I run up against my physical limitations. Yes. A lot. But if you want to become a more effective uh, esotericist or magician, you have to learn that. Um, But if you do have like a lot of, you know, if you have like abuse in your childhood or something, you know, that'd be something, it can be very healing, but, you know, maybe go a little more, more slowly, Uh, maybe have some uh, therapy in place or something like that. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It is so, again, talking about trauma, like it is so important to have support and good support, right? I'm a huge fan of Alice Miller and and all of her psychological Mm -hmm. writing and, and just that idea of having like witnesses, the idea of helping witnesses, enlightened witnesses. You need Mm -hmm. to like have people who honor where you are in your process of healing and in your pain. Like, Mm -hmm. like that's, you know, people are always like asking me about grief and it's like, yeah, you can't do anything to fix it. You just, the the best thing you can do is sit with somebody in their sorrow, right? And yeah. I think the best that anybody can do when, when they are suffering is really be honest and present with that suffering, right? And it's, yeah. you have to be completely stuck in it. There are things that you can do, but again, move at your own pace. Like you said, don't push yourself too quickly because there is this, I think, concern of like masking what's really going on as opposed to really just kind of like facing it and being present in it. You know, you, especially with trauma, like you really have to figure out and do extra work to figure out what your authentic self is. And, and that might change over time too, as you do more healing and more learning and, and, and all of that. But, um, but you can start right there. You, you can, there's always a hint of like the you that's real. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like listening, really trying to clue into that voice, listening to that voice and then affirming that voice. So it's like, okay, well, if I'm going to put on like this shirt today, cause that's what feels the most me, I'm going to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. If tomorrow yeah. it's a, it's a necklace and a shirt, you know, it's like you're, you, you're accruing this information and you're, um, you're editing your information essentially as time goes on, right. You're getting yeah. more data. You're updating the information like that, I think is really powerful. And yeah, it's, um, it can be very affirming, but also it can be any trauma work is disrupting period by its nature. Right. Yeah. Cause, um, one of my other interests is, uh, sex magic and, uh, yeah. erotic relationships with discarnate beings. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I always try and be, uh, more gentle because, like when you see a lot of people that write about sex magic, it's like, you know, I was in this ritual and I had these like hot partners and we were like, you have like couples that come out together and talk about this type of stuff, which I, I say good for them. And I'm 
excited when people come forward and uh, share their experiences, but I think there could be this kind of like performative or judgy aspect, like you're supposed to have this great relationship and, you know, you and your partner, or you're supposed to be like good at sex or, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'd like to say, I don't know that I meet any of those standards, (laughs) but you could still learn about yourself. And I, (laughs) and I think that there you know, we're all on this journey together. And, you know, there's people, and I, I've known people through my life who had very uh, horrible experiences with their body. You know, people have had yes. very difficult eating disorders yeah. or addictions, or, um, you know, they've had sexual trauma. And mm-hmm. I say, you know, I have as much, possibly more respect for people that uh, have are dealing with those issues because it's really hard. I mean, it's one thing if you got kind of like raised up okay and you like sex and then you mm-hmm. met this great person and woo, you know? Yeah. And I say, more power to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. People should have fun and have rewarding experiences. Yes. But um, you know, if you had to over, I don't know what I say overcome, you know, if you have these uh very difficult experiences in your past with people who were, were supposed to be caring for you or yeah. intimate or you know maybe a, you know that that takes a lot of courage and bravery and um yeah I just think that that is super important too mm-hmm. um because you know a lot of uh what we deal with just kind of like on the consensus societal uh level has to do with these like really uh, weird ideas about uh, intimate relationships um, of whatever sort. And uh, a lot of it's not super healthy or fun as it's portrayed. So, and, and, but the reason I bring it up now is because, you know, when you're dealing with the body, I mean, like a lot of people, um, you know, if you're being abused by someone who is more powerful than you in your own home, right. You'll try and, uh, I want to say, uh, cover and make your body more disgusting. Yeah. To try right. and avoid that. Um, so if you're uh, trying to become more joyful or more open with that, then it could be, it could be, uh, it's going to bring all that up. So I would just say, um, yeah, like everything that you were said about just, you know, just to, you know, go at your own pace and find yes. your support. Yes. Um, but then when you, you do find that, it can be really great to have, uh, you know, a joyful relationship with your body yeah, and with it, you know, and to have it be uh, where you can have other people around who, who appreciate that too. And just, you know, like to just say, oh, you know, that's a great sweater or whatever, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. I, well, and especially too, so much of, of, of trauma and abuse, it leads to shame, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and the, the affirmation of self is yeah. it can be really difficult when you have that shame background. But again, it, then it means so much more when you get to that point or as you are approaching that point, because it's like, you're taking your body back, right? Like you're taking yeah. your experience back and, and you're also in charge of like, it's like people, uh, you know, y- you get to decide how you walk through the world as a person. Ah, I like to, that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know, again, it's really powerful. Like to me, and again, that, that broader sense of what magic is, right? Like mm-hmm. there is so, there is so much magic in, like you said, where, you know, clothes, adornment 
and also in healing and trauma healing and getting back to a source of pleasure in your own body. Like mm -hmm. that is incredibly powerful alchemy. And I don't think we talk about that enough, right? Because mm -hmm. yeah. it's not like you're casting a circle and summoning a demon or something like that, right? It's not as like glamorous, yeah. but to me, it's so much more powerful, like and, mm -hmm. and from a personal perspective in terms of like transformation, you know, like, yeah. like again, if you're doing ritual work and you're not like becoming a cooler individual, like, or like, what's the point? <laughs> like, I don't care if you can change the weather, if you just suck to interact with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of weather, I wanted to um, bring up uh, someone, uh, Josh Allen, who actually is a Taoist weather magician. Oh my God, cool. Yeah, you can find his, uh, he has a channel. He's a lot of fun. He's this guy in Britain uh, and he has a YouTube channel with a lot of information about Taoism and weather magic. And he makes these really fun videos. He does the whole uh, ritual robe and crown and the altar is very aesthetic, but he just recently made a uh, new fan. I guess the fans are very important in Taoists, especially uh, weather magic. And, um, he has a, made a YouTube video where he talks about his process and it was very, uh, he had these intense visionary experiences with these uh, ancient Taoist magicians in his lineage and uh, received uh, visions about um, how uh, to make this fan and um, what it should look like and everything. So I think people might enjoy that. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's not too long of a video. I and mean, he has a ton of stuff on uh, weather magic and all different types of stuff there. And they're uh, very clear, uh, very good. And I like, he's always kind of like, well, you know, you can, thinking about the ethics of what you're doing yeah. and stuff. Um, so that's important. But I wanted to talk a little bit about too. Yeah. Um, you know, even if you're not a big, uh, let's say you want to start uh, putting your putting your magic into your clothing. Yeah. <laughs> so partly this can be uh, your own personal style, uh, colors, textures, fibers, all that type of stuff. But you can also um, just do uh, small things that are easy to do. Um, and I, I'm going to illustrate with a couple of examples because I, I figure I, I want to use this uh, video. Yes. Cause I got all excited when I, when I was thinking, I felt of course, like my, my mind was just like blank for weeks. I was like, I'm like, exactly. So you can, you can find uh, trims and put them and you don't, especially if you're feeling uh, private, uh, this could be something uh, good if you're trying to set your attention or something that you want to work on privately, but you still want it to be uh, on your body. Um, if you wear, if you wear underwear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not running around naked constantly. <laughs> you can sew things onto your undergarments and stuff. Um, I wear a lot of slips. Oh, yeah. Actually, I've worn some of them out. But this, I don't know how well it's going to show up. But I found this. Mm. Um, you can find little bits and bobs and then sew them, you know, like onto your bra or your undershorts. Yes. If you have like a tank top or camisole or undershirt or whatever you're wearing on the inside of the yoke, if you're wearing a button down shirt and you're a guy or a gal on the inside of the yoke, you can attach things there. Yes. But um, it's kind of ready. But I found this from Brightex. It is old antique lace from oh like the God. 1920s in yeah. Paris or <gasps> France, rather. Yes. Can you see it? 
It is um, dragons. Let me see if I can put this. Oh my God, cool. It's little, like fire breathing dragons and this slip. This isn't showing up that great. But anyway, yes. so it's just something that you just know that you're wearing. I had to yes. uh, start falling apart because I wore this so much. Yeah, sure. But, <laughs> so yeah. I had to reinforce it on the back. You can see there. Yes. Um, but yeah, so this is something that, well, of course, now everyone knows that I'm wearing this. Just <laughs> dragon shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can just have it to yourself. It yes. doesn't have to be out there. Um, and another thing, now I actually use this as part of construction, but mm. there's a, like little embroidery stitches you can yes. do. Yes. That, um, you know, they're not super, you can see I, I use it together, these ruffles there. They're yeah. not super complicated. They're more easy to do. You can add them onto your garments. And when you're uh, stitching, you can have an intention to them if you want. Yes. Well, even as so you reminded me, I have this collar. Maybe I'll drop the photo in when I'm editing this. Um, I, I made this beaded collar and it bead mm -hmm. embroidery. And mm -hmm. underneath it, so it's called Dreams of the Fallen because it's about like the fallen angels. And <laughs> underneath it, is our, I embroidered three sigils, right? For there you for go, Lucifer, that's Azazel, awesome. and Lilith. And it's like, no one knows they're there but me. It's never in any of the photos out there, but like it's in there. <laughs> that is fantastic. And that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's a perfect use of that. Um, Let me, I think I have this here. I, okay, this looks kind of gross because the, uh, it's not dirt, the ink is faded, oh, but, yeah. um. So I have actually this dress is it's a beautiful uh, this is another thing uh, choosing your fibers this is that by a nano Eero. she's a Japanese designer it's a beautiful cotton lawn this is actually Liberty of London cotton lawn and if you if you are able to sew or if you are able to find or purchase garments that are of a higher quality if you know that you're really like them they'll be much uh, more fun to wear. And then they'll also last for a ton of years. Forever, yes. Yeah, and still yes. be good. That's actually one of the reasons why I make my own clothes is that um, I'm really hard on clothes. And so if I make my own, then I can um, use higher quality materials and the type of fit and construction techniques that'll help them last longer. Because yes. yes. I really don't like to be shopping a lot. I mean, I can't wear uh, secondhand clothes because I just they just fall apart. I think it's I don't know. I wonder, I have, I'm one of those people that gets like a lot of shocks. I don't know if that has partly to do with it, oh, but if you find yes. uh, fabrics that you like, you'll find uh, fun stuff. Now this mm -hmm. dress is like about 90% constructed through hand stitching. I don't know what I was just on a tear anyway. <laughs> so good. Love it. But you can see, um, so there's this bit of uh, selvage that I use in the design, and it says oh. a bow yin yang. Yes, which is kind of fun. I was actually I love that. I, I had kind of a magical purpose for this, and it happened. Yes, but none of you can know about it. Anyway, I mean, of course, so, <laughs> I like some mystery. <laughs> so a uh, another thing that you can do. So this is the back yes. neck of this garment. But another thing you could do is you kind of make your uh, labels or something you put. Now, this is just kind of fun for me yes. because when I have my style blog, this lady, she linked this is like old 1890s oh satirical cartoon about yes. ladies that wore bustles. I love it. <laughs> but uh, I know, isn't it fun? She's like this snail yes. on the beach. 
but the thing I like is that, you know, I'm, this is slow fashion, right? Because it of probably course. took me like over 40 hours of stitching on this dress. Oh my God, of course. <laughs> so, but I like that. So it's kind of a pun, but yeah. like you say, you can have these, um, and even if you can't, if you're not an embroiderer, this yeah. is a, um, I just had the graphic and um, saved it to my computer and oh, then yeah. it's printed onto, you can find material, uh, mm -hmm. fabric at the uh, like Joann's or yeah. Michael's or something like that or online and you can print on it with your computer so then all you need to do and I pinked the edges mm -hmm. so all you need to do is that and then just use like a straight stitch you'll see here yeah because I don't know yes you very well yeah here you go yeah and so you can just sew that in so if you have like a sigil or something that's important to you an image yes. that is uh, what you want to project or something it's a real easy way to do this on your clothes you could put it on the outside or you could put it mm -hmm. on the inside of your clothes yes um and have some magical stuff now another thing when we're talking about glamour yes you're going to want to uh well like you were saying fit is important mm -hmm. it's possible if you um even if you're not making your entire wardrobe, um, you can always uh, do little things to uh, enhance the fit. Like if you have something like this has, um, actually this shirt has uh, princess seams into the shoulder. Oh, yes. So yes. it comes down like this so that you have, you know, so it's not, because I have like these big shoulders and a big bust. Mm -hmm. And if you just have everything hanging there, it look like a William the Refrigerator Perry or something. It's just like, <laughs> so if you want to indicate, you know, so that you're yeah. not looking so big, um, you can just even like take a little dart yes. or something here and just, you don't have to like go full, come on, <laughs> indicate everything. Yes. But you're taking the sides a little bit so that you can just indicate the figure how you want right it, you yes. can have everything loose you can show it all you can whatever but right. you, if you little things like that or um i don't want to say oh yeah hemming right mm -hmm. uh making that the hem uh hit you on a nicer place on your leg or uh taking up your sleeve hems things like that right. can be pretty simple to do uh you can have them done at a dry cleaner sometimes for not mm -hmm. much money um and it'll make you look I want to say it, it makes you look like you have your act together more because you're close to you. Yeah, right. <laughs> People well, want to see you as a more serious person, right? Well, and even it, for me, especially it, like because I, I was selling my jewelry for years, right? And yes. it was so wild because the number of women who would come up, they're like, oh, I can't wear that. My neck is too short. I'm too fat. I'm too whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. All this negative self talk. And I remember once there was a shorter woman plump man like did not have a long neck she walked up to my booth she saw the biggest necklace i had she put it on the confidence radiated off of her she's like this one i was like oh yeah i'd be shocked if you left without that you know yeah. so it's that too it's like you know to me i'm definitely more confident when i'm wearing clothes that i've made because i know they fit me perfectly and mm -hmm. i'm also like i made these you know <laughs> and even if i don't tell people that like i know and i'm proud yep. of myself for that and so that that kind of thing too, where it's like, even if you buy something, but it, you alter it so that it fits you and it fits you the way that you are the most confident in. Yes. Then yeah. the way you walk through the world, again, that's its own type of magic as far as I'm concerned, because people can tell when you're more confident. 
And if it takes like doing a few alterations on your clothes, that's really not that much. It's either not that much time or that much money. And you're going to feel better walking through the world because like you said, ritual adornment has been part of human existence before history, right? Like, or even just, just adornment. I mean, yes. basically we're living in a very unusual time right now because most of human existence has been, you know, you presented in a certain way due to who you were as far as society cared. Like you were a young unmarried woman, you were uh, a, an older married man, you, you know, you have certain ritual uh, position in society, all these yeah. things. I mean, look at like the sumptuary laws and in, uh, for example, England and stuff back in the day, right? Yeah. So we still have that to a certain extent, but there's a lot more freedom with what you can do. Yes. Um, and the other thing, as far as fit and alterations, you're not going to be fussing with your clothes all the time, yes. which gives you a, a, a different aura. It, it gives you a, a different type of charisma mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. because you, you have that comfort and ease in your physical self. Yes. Another thing to consider now, I have, I've put like way too much thought into this, but uh, color is important. Mm -hmm. um, and choosing clothes that you feel harmonize with your physical self. Mm -hmm. um, I, let's see, I'm a very low contrast person. I'm pale, I'm fussy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even here, it looks like my uh, hairline is a lot farther back than it actually is because it's like my, I'm going gray oh, and then sure. even so my hair, you know, I don't have a lot of contrast. If I wear a lot of loud colors and bright colors and a lot of high contrast stuff, it overwhelms me. Mm -hmm. There is that out in the world, but if I'm wearing, you know, this kind of scale and yeah. a level of contrast and color that's more in harmony with my physical, you know, how I look, mm -hmm. then again, that's going to uh, project a certain amount of ease yes. with my physical self. And um, for a lot of people, you're going to be a lot more comfortable in certain colors mm -hmm. in certain patterns. Mm -hmm. um, so if you pay attention to that, yeah, then it's going to give you a more um, authentic charisma and authority mm -hmm. uh, because you're projecting ease with yourself yes. and what you're, you're getting at. Yes. Yes. I, it's so funny. I, one of the first times I ever read tarot at a party mm -hmm. for my friend, Sam. Mm -hmm. And, and at the end of the night, Sam was like, and I just want to congratulate Vanessa on wearing contrasting patterns and pulling it off and and that is me like it's like what is the loudest fabric I can find great I'm gonna put it all together <laughs> well, that's, that's to me that's the fun thing because I get some people who um because I have you know a particular kind of look that I've uh cultivated yeah I did it on purpose for better real um <laughs> and people are like surprised when I like people with very different styles but to me that's the beauty of it is that we have all these different people yeah. doing stuff yeah I mean you're wearing something I would never feel comfortable with what you're wearing right now or my <laughs> yeah. hair like that yeah but you look great and it's really fun to see something different well and that and especially when somebody is happy and confident in yeah. what they're wearing like yeah. how can you not again we're evolutionarily adapted to be 
sensory creatures, right? So, and, yeah, and again, great. that energetic experience of like, oh, you're confident. It is a delight to like see you and what you're wearing and, and your energy, right? And like, for me, it's like, yeah, I love this shirt. And like, I'm just, my hair is always, I've always had long hair. Like my it's mom great. cut my hair when I was three and I cried and she didn't bother <laughs> ever doing that again. So crying works. <laughs> no, but that's again, great. Like you find a thing that like really speaks to you. And again, projects for me, definitely projects a certain image and mm -hmm. projects a certain identity. And I'm, I like it. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that we're always projecting a certain image and identity, whether we think we are or not. Yes. Good point. So you may as well work it to your advantage. That's it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one other thing that I wanted to talk about as far as uh, clothing and the body. Yeah. And this is just something that I like to do. Um, not everyone likes to do this, but I'm like very, I'm a very eatery, small, I pay attention to a lot of small things. Yeah. And what I like to do is to have, um, and this is just part of like how I like to interact with people, but I like to have uh, something that, that looks good at a distance, but I also really like to have very small details that people don't see until they get up close and then they're have fun with it. Yes. So this is, um, it's kind of a uh, knee length jacket thing. Yeah. It's this fantastic uh, fabric from Marcy Tilton. I get a lot of my fabrics there oh, cool. and it's cotton and it's, it's a jacquard. It's different oh. on the other side. It's oh stretch. Oh it's, my kind of God. <laughs> it's really nice. Yes. But, um, I don't know why I was thinking of, uh, I don't know why I was thinking of this, but you know, in, uh, ancient Mexico, how they'd have the, those, uh, ball courts and they'd play that yes. human sacrifice ball game. <laughs> So for whatever reason, I was thinking of that. And so I ended up on the collars and cuffs doing this embroidery. I don't know if you can see. It's just like X's and yes. little, um, little uh, knots, yeah. French knots. Yes. But you don't really see it because of the low contrast. And That's it, you don't exactly. really see it until someone's like really, like really close to you. Yes. Um, which not, not everyone notices it, but to me, it's fun when people are like, and they're like, hey, so you see who you draw in. Yes. <laughs> if you're dating, I encourage this mm. practice. <laughs> Another thing I like, now this is just yeah. pure, pure fun for uh, things, but this is up uh, here. Oh, yes. Right here. You're going to have it, they call it like a ticket pocket. Oh, yes. Now you might like this because you have big shoulders too. So you have plenty of room to put it. Oh, put so like much. A, yes. Yep. <laughs> a lot of real estate here. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like to put it with a little bit of a, a let's see, at an angle yes. opening there. So it, instead of a straight line, which is going to make your shoulders look even bigger. That's it. But, exactly. um, and it's easier to get stuff in and out, but you can put just like a, your uh, credit cards or some money or lip balm in there. I love it's, it. Yeah. I so, love it. Yeah. See, but you could do stuff like that if you're making your own clothing, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Or some people put like a little similar pockets, like in the uh, waistband of a skirt or mm -hmm. something like inside. You can have like a security. Exactly. There. Right. Like right. Ritual and practical purposes for clothing. Yes. It's yeah. Awesome. Especially if you're going to put it on the inside of a waistband, uh, like a little pocket or something like that. That can be real. Um, 
you know, easy to do if you just have minimal sewing skills and then yeah. you don't have to use the same fabric or anything if no one's going to see it. So. That's exactly it. Yes. Yeah. It gives you yeah. more freedom to play around with. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love it. <laughs> oh, I just have one more thing to yeah. show. Please. If, if people are, because I'm interested in synchronicities. Yes. And doing synchronicity experiments. And, and um, Steve Ray and I did one. 2015 on the uh, Radio Mysterioso show. And I ended up getting a couple of scarves out of it as kind of like knock on things, mm. um, which I'm always, I don't know, I go through times when I have a really hard time uh, finding clothes and scarves and stuff. Oh, yeah. And um, so this one uh, scarf showed up and I had to crack up because uh, it was from, I think a super dryer or something, which is like a Japanese company. Mm. On the label, it says Japanese spirit, British design, which was kind of fun because of that radio host, uh, Greg Bishop is yes. um, of Japanese slash Caucasian descent. So it was a little bit of an echo of him. So I, I yes. have a, a uh, skirt that I uh, wear a lot and I, yeah. let's see. And so I sewed the label from that <laughs> experiment into this skirt. So every time I'm wearing this skirt, I have a little bit of a, synchronicity of course do, you know if you have like weird uh like a phrase yes uh that has a meaning for you or something you could print it out yes on, uh, one of those uh fabrics uh computer printer fabrics and then mm -hmm. sew it into your clothes you know anything like that you could have a lot of i take a lot of inspiration from uh marcel proust odette mm -hmm. who later yes. became madame swan i think that was the thing that shook me the most in any book it's like i don't know how long it's been it's like i have 30 years or something i'm still like of course anyway. yes so he talks he has fantastic passages in that book about um being uh developing relationships with these uh women incredibly uh, stylish women in uh paris france yeah uh, in the turn of the century and how um you know, being invited into their boudoir as they're dressing at the toilet and seeing their clothing, the insides of their clothing. And Odette uh, was famous for having like various, uh, uh, you know, uh, phrases and uh, flowers and things embroidered on the inside of her clothing where no one's ever going to see them unless you're that intimate with her. Yes. Um, and I really like that idea of having like kind of the, the public face of your image and then um, the very more intimate side. And then, you know, it doesn't have to be anyone else knowing about it. Yeah. Uh, just for yourself or whoever. Um, but yeah, like that, like that dragon lace, which is be fun if it's a dragons, but also it's this like, you know, antique uh, French dragons on top of <laughs> Oh my God, exactly. Yes. You know, like you're saying, how you move through the world, you know, even if you're having like the crummiest day, just thinking, well, it's like, well. <laughs> that's it. I mean, that's how I feel. Cause it's like, okay. So again, I, I've clearly been a witch a long time. I have all sorts of like weird little totems and rocks and things like mm -hmm. that. And sometimes you just like carry one of those in your pocket, but it's yeah. also sometimes cool again to like, if you have something embroidered in a jacket or something like that, and you put the jacket on, mm -hmm. it does feel like, you know, again, you're casting a spell around yourself before you walk out the door. Like sometimes you yeah. just that little extra juice 
that's that you're going to get from again the process of putting something on as opposed to just like grabbing a, an object and putting it in your pocket i think yeah, yeah no i i agree and then whatever it, you know if it's something that you've embroidered or gone through the process of stitching there's something about um well like what uh like the fates right weaving yes. spinning this yes. has always been like a magical part of spiders right yes it's always been a magical process and uh sewing uh really is i think very effective for you know you're embedding this with every stitch into your intention into yes. this material object yes. you then wear that object out in the world um you know it's also a thing of you know if you're making something for for anyone else there's kind of a, supposed to be like a curse about uh, knitting sweaters for or knitting something for someone if you haven't made an official uh oh yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't need a sweater for a significant other. Yeah. Unless it's, you know. <laughs> Unless, or if you really want it to be done and you don't know how to break up with a person, just make a sweater. Yeah, for just them. make up some shitty scarf. Here you go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's, you know, human relationships are uh, flat, but yeah, that's a, that's a definite uh, kind of superstition out there so exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> where can people find you um my uh blog is probably the best place to find me uh it's a uh, ghost dog is a mystery box the web address is stephaniequick.home.blog and i have um a blog post a contact page where you can see where i am on social media and then also uh page with like a uh, podcast and video appearances so you can check that out too this will be there shortly yay great <laughs> so that's probably the best place to go i don't think i have anything um super promotional at this point my one thing that i'm disappointed of is that um because uh, in this i didn't know about your uh, shoulder situation along with me that as you can tell this this is a little bit of a poofy sleeve here yes. thing happening because you know how much I bust out the uh, sleeves of things. <laughs> I had found from AP Strange, he had sent me a link to this picture and it, it's uh, like a big cathedral and the, uh, there's all these uh, mantises that are watching this wedding ceremony, which is being uh, done by a big mantis in regalia. And the two uh, people getting married are these two uh, women who are both have like the big 80s hair and they're wearing the big uh, super poofy sleeved 80s yes. wedding dresses and i thought this would be good i don't know why that just cracked me up so bad because i was thinking yeah i love that, those big sleeves i mean it's sometimes the look is a bit much but then you can actually you know move you freely move. exactly yes <laughs> So hopefully I'll be able to dig this picture up because I, I shared it around, but then I can't find it like on my computer or on oh, my no. phone. So uh, hopefully when I find this, I'll share it with everyone and with you because you'll you'll understand the, the struggle. Oh, I do, <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for listening and or watching, depending on where you found the podcast. You can find Steph at stephaniequick.com dot home dot blog i'm going to link that in the description um, if you want to keep up with personal pans you can find us on twitter and instagram at personal pans and if you want to talk to me about anything weird you can find me on twitter at k-a-l-i butterfly it's kali butterfly um 
Yeah, again, so grateful to talk to somebody else who thinks about um, clothing and adornment in these ways. And uh, hopefully this has inspired you to have a playful and curious day.